This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome. Today we have the phenomenal Erin Parnell from Eternally Cherished. Erin, it is a pleasure to have you here and thank you so much for being involved in Shine On You Crazy Daisy. Tell us about your business. Hi Trudy, thank you so much for having me. So my business is a bespoke award-winning keepsake and jewellery business made from scratch by myself all about breast milk dna ashes personals <sighs> personal <laughs> uh, to cherish people's personal memories forever in special items of jewelry that's amazing we're going to come back to that i want i want to kick this off with the fact that you started your own business whilst you were working full-time and you had a what i call new child um <laughs> <laughs> and I think that a lot of people try or think about, can I start my own business while I'm working full time? Tell us how you fit it all in, Wonder Woman. Oh, well, a lot of people call me that, but actually it just meant I didn't have a life. But in reality, I was off on oh, what four months maternity leave before I went back full time. Very regimented schedule. We had it all calendared out. It was all pre-planned and I was breastfeeding and breast pumping and getting my stash ready actually had to buy a new chest freezer for all my breast milk and I said to my partner like literally every two minutes she wasn't feeding or she was sleeping but I was breast pumping and I was like I need a reward for this other than a very healthy baby um you know I'm working really hard for this and I went online and I wasn't I was getting statutory maternity pay so I couldn't really afford anything so I said to my partner well I'm off on maternity leave and I'm used to being super busy got a newborn why not make something myself so I did um, I actually made this. <laughs> a beautiful purple heart with breast milk in it. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and then my friends saw it and then I thought, oh, well, I look it up and you see all those adverts on the telly for GoDaddy and, oh, it's a, a you can make a website in 30 seconds and start your own business. And I thought, Do you know what? I've run other people's businesses and I run multi-million pound businesses. So I'll give it a go. Didn't really expect anything to come of it. And boom, here we are three and a half years later. Mm. But it took sacrificing a bit of social life, you know, tired a lot. Christmas was a new one because it was like, okay, it takes six weeks sometimes to make these items. How am I going to make it whilst working full time? I work in retail. It's insanely busy in retail. So it meant a lot of late nights, a lot, but it's worth it. Okay, because that's the end thing, isn't it? Because fitting it all in is one thing and the, the tired feeling that you can, uh, you're going to make sure that you don't actually burn out. And yeah, yeah. You, did you love the job that you were in, your full-time job? Um, it was okay. I loved the people. It was a lot of travel. I was an area manager at the time. So mm. I was traveling from York to Preston to um, Wells in Somerset. So it's huge demographic. Mm. Um and it was just taking too much time away because you're supposed you're expected to do 40 hours a week, not really including the driving. When you think driving to York is what, seven hours, depending on, you know, how many stops and things you've got to do. So it just wasn't really conducive to the family lifestyle. I never 
initially thought that I would do my business full time ever. Mm. Um, but here I am. Doing what, it. what I've seen over the few years that I've known you, and probably it's over those three years, is yeah. the amount of exposure that you've got and the amount of publicity and the awards and the accolades and the, the people that have found out about you and got and didn't know that any of this kind of thing existed has been immense. How did you get that much exposure? Did you actively go out looking for it? Uh, trial and error. Mm. So you've got Facebook adverts, you know, and you can sink so much money into Facebook adverts. I would, I would always advocate um, finding someone, a specialist. So we've got, you know, in our group, we've got people we ask. And I'm like, initially I was just out on my own, a bit of a lone wolf, doing everything on my own, making lots of mistakes, spending huge amounts of ad spend. And then all of a sudden this lady called me, or no, she messaged me via my website, which was nowhere near ranking on Google. Goodness knows how she found me. I think she'd seen something on Facebook somewhere. Someone had posted it in a big group Mm. and she was from Closer magazine. And she said, oh, I'd really love it. I'd really like to do a piece about you. And it was like, okay, you know, whatever. And then um, from then, I got approached by loads of places. So Metro, I was in the Metro Mm. and Metro Online. And I think it was just being open to it and just talking about it. Because I, at the time, I didn't really take it seriously. Does that make sense? So I was like, oh, I'm just making funny stuff. I'm, You know, because whenever you tell everyone, what do you do? Well, I make breast milk jewellery. They go, what? What was that? And I'm like it's jewelry made out of breast milk and they're like what I've never heard of that and that's that's my biggest challenge because people don't know it's there even though there's a lot I say a lot of places I think there's probably 15 really good places that do it yeah that do it in the UK there's a lot of little small businesses that don't really advertise it or don't market it but big businesses that Mm -hmm. do it by maybe 15 and I'm one of them wow that's amazing. It is, I think what the other side of what you've got in being able to advertise this is the ick factor. Because when yeah. you first started putting it out, there was a lot of people saying, oh, ew, what yeah. is that? But yeah. it's that, that love and hate thing that makes people talk about it even more. Well, you I had one lady message me or she commented on something on Facebook going, oh, well, I'll send you some of my kids' bogeys for you to do. And then someone else put, oh, yeah, I'll send you a dirty nappy and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, I'm really wounded by this. But then my, the, my supporters, my customers were like, uh, excuse me, this symbolizes X, Y, and Z. And this is what it means to me. And, this, and I was like, I don't even need to argue. I'm like, yeah, you do you. It's yeah. obviously not for you. You're not my target market. That's fine. I think that's no, the as well in the way that you've approached it as a, a hobby business and as a bit of fun. But actually what it gives to the people that receive these gifts is immense in that feeling of feeling really bonded with their child, with their loved ones that they may have lost. It is, it's an incredible gift. Yeah. And I really like that because I cherish mine, mm. cherish mine. Mm. Uh, I really do. And yeah, even my friends now are like, I've made them stuff when I first started and it, I wasn't even a business. And I was just like, oh, I'll make you something. Friends from NCT or friends from um, Baby Sensory and things like that. And they're like, oh, I still wear it now. And someone wore it to their wedding the other day. Yeah. So, And I'm like, oh, I did that. Makes but me feel warm and fuzzy. The, the thing is, is watching you do that whilst working full time and the hours that you put in and the questions that would go into our communities of that were really late at night because that's when you were working. And yeah. then you quit in the middle of a pandemic on a full time job. What? <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. What happened? 
it's making me emotional. Oh, Erin. It's oh, a big deal. Oh, it's good. It's good emotional. But at the same time, like, I was being bullied by a manager. And he did me the biggest favour ever. Because he motivated me to do better and quit. Sorry, I'll do this bit again in a minute. Fine. I've not really talked about it. This is the thing that I think that people don't understand is that when it's about you, when your business is so about you and when you have been forced literally to quit something that you wouldn't have quit otherwise at this point and in the situation that you were in with having a full-time job and running your own business and child, home life, all of those things, we try and do it all until we are broken. And then I was broken. I'm okay yeah. now. Now I'm probably just hormonal. Yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> I was broken. I'm not anymore. Now you're, you're the strength that you have shown through all of this and through growing your business has been phenomenal. And I know that when you quit your job, the feeling of relief that comes with that of I don't have to do this anymore. I, oh, I don't have to do 144 miles a day. Was I mental? Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. You're this idiot. But everything has now changed and you've now mm. you, you can yeah, now do what you want. To a certain extent, yeah. I mean, I'm not rich. I can't go to the spa every day. You know, that'd be nice. One day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so but the other question I have yeah. is around in your chapter, you talked about success and what success means and looks to you as it does to other people. So now being your own person your own business what does success mean to you being able to go for a walk in the middle of the day when it's a nice day visiting the woods going to the park I went to the zoo yesterday with my daughter in the middle of the week couldn't have done that before would have been too tired or too ratty or I've already driven hundreds of miles this week I don't want to go again you Mm. know um so yeah I think for me that success is being able to do life things that I couldn't do before because I was doing what 80 90 hours a week on my days off I was like I needed a day to recover Mm. and I was just tired and I'm trying to sleep in and I didn't really looking back I didn't really do much with Alara but now we go to the park we've got soft play tomorrow we've got swimming tomorrow we've got this all of the time I'm running my business at the same time so I often say to Alara quite often mommy's just got to answer this customer query I'll be two seconds she's oh are they going to buy some of your lovely jewelry and if we're walking in the meadow or something she'll pick some flowers and she'll give them to me she goes you can make jewelry out of these mummy it's just things like that I'm like yeah she gets it she gets joyous time now isn't it absolutely one of the things that you said which really hit me was that you could now pick her up from nursery and that is something that you would never have been able to do before and those little things where you know so many people talk about success being climbing the ladder and that the Mm. income that you get and the the accolades but actually giving you back time and time with your daughter is the best success yeah time I never had you know, and I, I, I am ambitious. I'm incredibly ambitious. I am very driven. Mm. Um, but it used to be towards a career to get this pay grade, to get this level, to get that job, to get here, to get there, to get to the next one. And, it, you know, looking back, it was like, OK, so that was good because I did get really far. I was mm. very senior. But at the same time, it was like, well, what was I sacrificing? So now I've still got that same drive and ambition, yeah. but I'm putting it into my business. 
and it's paying off. Yes. Hooray. What is one lesson that you would tell another entrepreneur that is starting out? When you feel that you're doing it all on your own, you're not. There's everybody. There's a lot of people in the same position. Mm -hmm. Find it. Like, I can't remember if I was introduced to the group by someone or if I accidentally found it. I can't remember, but it was very early on in my business. And I met a lot of people from then that now I class as really good friends. Mm. And I've been in the group, wow, three and a half years-ish. Bit of a lurker for the first year, but it was nice because I still asked questions when I needed to, or but I was a very, and then last year, I remember I said to myself, right, get it, get out there, do it. And I remember, I think I said to you, I'm going to put myself out there this year. I'm going to do it. And I did. And it paid off and I made lots of networking. I collaborate with multiple businesses in our group, which is amazing. It's full of amazing women. So I would say find your tribe because mm. there's people there to support you, to be your cheerleaders, to, you know, you want to have a rant. They'll listen. You know, you're not in it alone. Even though you might be a single business woman running your business alone, you're not alone. This find is, them. It is amazing. Thank you for saying that. Um Erin's talking about the Hampshire Women's Business, which is a local um, business group, and International Women's Business, which is for international women that have their own businesses. And when you've got communities like this that you can go into and say anything, it is because we are people. And as much as people buy from people, we are people running businesses. And most of the time, we're winging it. And most of the time, we feel very isolated and alone. So I've had people describe those communities as their lounge room because you go in and you can ask any question and it's comfortable. And yeah. that, that's amazing that you've used as a resource. It is a resource yeah. for your mental health. As much. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's fantastic. Tell me about your favorite business book. So uh, when I was in early management, I was training a lot. Someone gave me the book of Who Moved My Cheese? So if you haven't read it, it's a very small book. It's very short, but basically stop focusing on what other people are taking from you and you deliver what you can focus on yourself Uh, in in terms of competition I guess there will always be competition out there and you should be aware of them but it shouldn't dictate what you do focus more on you if you spend your energy focusing on other people they get the benefit not you absolutely what's the name of that book again (laughs) who moved my cheese just the best business title I've ever heard. It's really good. That is amazing. Erin, I'm so grateful for your honesty and your openness and for being a part of the book and for sharing your chapter about the whole journey. And it is a phenomenal journey to go and read. And I hope that everybody gets the opportunity to have a look at it in Shine On You Crazy Daisy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for just £27 per month. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, www dot the daisy chain group dot com